whoever wins the World Cup, you're just going to have an amazing time. Not all teams can get the victory. What sort of a position women's football holds inside the halls of power of FIFA? I wish I could go to Australia because I know it's going to be fantastic. The ticket. Revelations. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Ticket to the Cup. My very special guest is Kate O'Halloran from ABC Online. Kate, good to have you. Thank you for having me. A very special day, Australia 4-0 over Canada. Who would have predicted that? No one in the media. <laughs> no, well yesterday the media were talking it up as a failure for Australia, predicting that we would be knocked out at the group stages, uh, as New Zealand as co-hosts were, but... Yeah, I don't think uh, many of the media in particular saw a 4-0 victory coming. I think that was beyond most people's wildest dreams, except perhaps some fans. But yeah, it was an incredible performance. Yeah, the fans have been unbelievable and rock solid behind the Matildas. What about your thoughts on Canada? It was interesting listening to the coach, Bev Priestman, give her post-match press conference because there's some real soul-searching to be done there. They were so confident just 24 hours before, feeling like momentum was with them and how quickly things can change in football. Yeah, I think something she said pre-game was that Canada always turn up in the high-pressure moments, and they are the reigning Olympic gold medalists, so they've proven that on some of the biggest stages possible in sport. But after the game, she actually said, you know, I feel that it was an issue to do with belief that the players just ultimately didn't believe because they have the class there to easily make it through the group stages and to beat Australia, but you know, perhaps some of that belief deserted them tonight. Give me your one, two, three of Australian players who you, who you think were the real standout performers tonight. I think Hayley Razzo was the standout. Uh, well, she was everywhere. She was about 10 players. <laughs> yeah, we, we like to think of her as a serial pest, I think, um, Matilda, <laughs> Matilda's fans. Not only was she scoring, she was in the back line, she was in players' faces, she was drawing cards, she was, I don't know, she was everywhere. Um, well, obviously Ford and Catley, I think, as well, were both incredibly impressive. Mary Fowler. I mean, honestly, you'd be hard-pressed to pick a poor player for Australia tonight, which is probably what was most pleasing about the performance. Mm. Let's hear from some of the players. Mary Gearan went to the mix zone. Courtney, what are you saying? You've lost your voice? Yes, I, I've lost my voice. Uh, that would be from screaming at all the goals we scored, including the offside ones. Hello. Um, Wow, what an amazing game. Yeah, how's the team? The team is full of vibes right now, full of great vibes. Um, Everyone is just, yeah, in such good spirits and how can you not be after a win like that? Exactly. And the roller coaster, not just on the field with the disallowed and so forth, but the fact that you were written off by people. And here you are for Neil. What do you think you've said as a side? I think we always uh, do really well when we actually get some critiques and um, some people that, yeah, might doubt us. And I think we, we do well with our back against the wall a bit. And, you know, it was a do or die game. Um, and we came up with a 4 0 win. You can't ask for much more. And you were subbing on for Hayley Russo. How do you describe her performance tonight? Unbelievable. What an amazing performance. Um, she ran her heart out, Hayley, like, worked so hard. And obviously, the goals she scored, amazing. and. Yeah, she's a workhorse. I can't, there's nothing more to say. (laughs) And there was a lot of talk about Sam Kerr. What message do you think the team sent tonight? I think we said, I mean, we all thought she was coming on. Uh, (laughs) Did you really? No, like, we don't don't actually know. Um, But I think, you know, I think Sam says it as well. Like, we're a great side and um, everyone has their own individual abilities and 
everyone has their own careers and they all did an amazing job tonight and the result shows that. Congratulations. Thank you. Enjoy. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm just so excited. Obviously, we had a job to do. It was do or die. And the way we came out, press, scored early goals, couldn't be prouder. And you were g up the crowd at some point there. Did they play the role you wanted them to play in the end? Yeah, I guess it's a home World Cup. We need the, the crowd to be loud. We want us to get behind it. When the crowd's loud, the other team, you know, gets a bit shaky. So the Melbourne crowd tonight was phenomenal. And, um, yeah, it was an amazing experience. And, yeah, one of my favourite games I've played in my career. You've gone from this do-or-die match where people were writing you off and now you're top of the table. What, what, what is the thing, the top of your group, should I say, what's the thing that brought this team there? Is it having your backs against the wall? Honestly, obviously the last game wasn't our best performance and we knew this was a do-or-die game and we just shut off the outside noise. None of us were reading things. We just stayed in our circle. We knew we had to do a job on Monday night and we did that. So I'm just so proud of this group for sticking together. You know, people can write us off, but, you know, we're one family and we stick together and the way we showed our character tonight, coming, coming out strong, scoring first, holding the lead, keeping a clean sheet, I'm just so proud. And part of that noise was about Sam Kerr. What sort of statement have you sent tonight? Yeah, look, obviously, Sam, she was available tonight. She was there if we needed her. Uh, I'm glad she gets another week or so before the next game. Um, but obviously, Sam is an amazing leader, amazing captain. We would have loved to have her on the field if we needed her. But, yeah, she's available, and hopefully we'll see her later on. And looking ahead, uh, I mean, celebrate as well tonight. But what do you do as a team to make sure that this isn't the final that you've played so early because it was such a do-or-die clash mentally? Yeah, mentally it was do-or-die, but I think now... Um, we're, we have ourselves in a good spot, obviously top of the group. Um, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves, so recover and we have to find out who our next opponent is in round of 16. Um, and it's all about just keeping our feet on the ground and really preparing well for the next match because the next match is do or die again. Uh, we started our do or die tonight, so hopefully we can continue that. Congratulations, thank you for stopping. Thank you. Congratulations. What's going through your head right now? Just really happy to be able to get the one with the girls. Yeah, how, how happy were you just to be getting on the field tonight? Uh, I was really happy, you know, not being able to um, be there on the on the bench or on the field for the girls last game was, you know, a bit unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I, I play any role I can for the team, and that was being a, a good teammate that game. And, and tonight, being able to get on the field with the team was was good. And what a roller coaster VAR worked for Russo, but uh, then became a villain for you. Tell us what was happening when that was just allowed. <laughs> Um, to be honest, you know, I think everyone just remained super calm. Um, we had the lead and we were doing well, but we still had a job to finish off. Um, so that goal being disallowed, obviously, was a bit disappointing, but I think we all felt that we were going to get another one. How do you achieve that calm under so much pressure? I think it's just having that, you know, belief inside yourselves. You know, we support each other so much and we really work for each other. And tonight, you know, it showed on the field. We never gave up and we just fought until the end. And you've still got Sam in your back pocket. Exactly. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. How are you feeling? Um, yeah, just super proud. Um, yeah, it was a, a great performance um, from everybody. We really showed up tonight and yeah, everyone played their hearts out and the crowd was fantastic and yeah, a, a well-earned win. You're the most capped Australian, male or female. How much was the experience of, of, of yourself and that really calm spine of the team playing a role tonight? Yeah, look, I think we've got a lot of experience all over the park um, and, you know, whoever is playing has that wealth of experience with them. So um, we, we had a, a calmness about us leading into the game. I think there was a good energy in the group and, and that, that's what's needed in, in the big games. Um, so, yeah, look, it's, um, it's nice to see the, the young players really stepping up tonight um, 
and, and playing really well. How do you achieve that calm? You had people writing you off. Yeah, look, that's, it's part of sport um, and football and, and we're used to that and we just concentrate on what's happening within our, within our group and, and that's the main thing. We tune everything out and, you know, we, we know what we're capable as a, of as a group. Um, we know the character that we have in the group and um, we trust all of that. And what would you have to say about the, the structure, the discipline of your team tonight? Yeah, very disciplined performance um, defensively. I think um, coming off you know, three goals against Nigeria, we really wanted to tight, tighten up that area. And to keep a clean sheet in a game like this against a team like Canada is um, a really big effort and really set us up for, for a strong performance going forward. You had to lift against expectations and it was do or die. How do you make sure that this isn't the final come too early, that you haven't mentally sort of blown your top? Yeah, look, it's, it's World Cup football and, and every game's pretty much do or die. You don't go through the World Cup losing games. So pretty much any, any game you play in a World Cup's do or die and that's the mentality we have to take into it. And um, we did start maybe one game early on that, but that's how we like it um, as Aussies. We, we love our backs against the wall and, and show the character that we've got in the group. And the role of the crowd tonight? Oh, they were amazing. Um, you know, we heard and felt every single one of them and... They were, yeah, it was epic to play um, down here and, yeah, the crowd hung around after the game. It was just, yeah, really special to, to share it with them. Time now to have a listen to the coaches' press conferences and we'll start with Canada's coach, Bev Priestman. You know, that, that's something this team will learn from. I think these moments, as hard and as harsh and as gutted as everybody is, um, it, it, you learn these are the moments that make you... Um, yeah, I'm just obviously I, I didn't come here today thinking I was going home, that we were going home. But um, these are the moments that make you and it hurts like hell now, but we'll learn. I'd love for those players to be part of our Olympic qualifier, you know, if they might not have that stretch. But I think Canada deserves, they deserve to, to get this team to the Olympics on home soil. Um, and that's what I'll be pushing them. All the conversations I've had with every veteran was how crucial September was. I'm obviously still processing it, even hearing you know, you say, could this be Christine Sinclair's last game? It breaks my heart. Let's take you now to Australia's coach, Tony Gustafsson. Part of the reason why I also think that they were so united and performed the way they did is one of the words Sam said to the team is, uh, make sure you win without me so that I can get another week to, to train and recover uh, and get healthy. Um, and the team responded and said, yes, we will. You sit on the bench tonight and we'll win for you. And you could almost see that, you know, you know, com conviction and commitment from the players to let, let's do it. You know, so that Sam gets another week of training and, and having that belief as well as a team with, in my opinion, the, the, the best striker in the world, uh, which I think Sam is, um, and still go out and play the fluent football we did and score four goals against Olympic champions. I think it's very impressive. We know we might not have the best team on paper. We might not have the most top players in the top clubs in the top leagues. But we have something else that no one can take away from this team. And that's the identity and the DNA and the belief that lives in it. And then being on home soil with the support as well from the fans, we have something unique, which means we know we can be anyone any given day when we come up with our A game. Well, Kate, the other game that took place was in the same pool as Australia-Canada, Nigeria and Ireland. In the end, it didn't really matter. Australia didn't need to rely on what happened in that game because they had such a convincing win against Canada. Um, but Nigeria is one of those stories of the World Cup already, aren't they? Yeah, I find the Nigerian story fascinating. I mean, if you'd listened to the podcast 
with their coach in the lead-up, Randy Waldrum. Um, there's just been so much controversy surrounding the team in the lead-up to the tournament. I just didn't predict them uh, to be able to put it on the park the way that they have uh, in the opening two games. They may be left to rue that draw with Ireland because it might mean now that they face England in their next round of 16 match. So that could be an incredibly tough matchup. But I think they've been very impressive at this tournament so far. Let's take you up to Brisbane. Jessica Stewart was down in the mix zone doing her thing. Let's see who she caught up with. I can, congratulations on making it through to the knockout stage. You must be really proud of the team. Yeah, um, we are proud of the team. Everyone is proud of ourselves. Yeah, and Nigeria is proud of us. Yeah. What was the message from the coach just then after the, the draw and knowing you've, you've booked your place in, in the knockout stages now? Yeah, um, well, he told us to calm down and to just showcase our talent and play for ourselves and make Nigerians proud. Will it be a bit of a nervous wait, kind of just figuring out who you're going to have as an opponent, or do you feel like you, you're a pretty fearless team now, you, you don't really care who you take on in this next round? Um, well, the team will have the confidence. Whoever they give us, we're going to play our hearts out, out and to make it true, like to go ahead to the end of the tournament. What made Ireland so tough to break down tonight? You, you've created lots of chances, but you struggled to put one way in the box. Um, well, that's football for you. Like You draw, you lose, you win. I guess today is a draw day. and um, We created a lot of chances, but we couldn't use them. Well, I think that's a football for you. So, yeah. And just lastly, a message to the Nigerian fans here in Australia and back home about what's next for the team and, you know, should they be excited? Um, my message for the Nigerians is um, they should keep trusting in us and believing in us. We're going to make them proud. Thank you very much. You. Qualified through to the knockout stages. Obviously a bit of a tough ground tonight. You must be really pleased with the result. Yeah, we're really happy um, with you know qualifying and everything. Um, good result against a tough team. I mean, perhaps Ireland they played well as well. Um, you know, we just have some things that we're going to need to work on going into the next stage. But definitely excited. How pleased are you to be through to the knockouts? Definitely, yes. What does it mean to the team? What was the discussion after the pitch just then from the coach? Um, I think it's just. Um, you know, we worked so hard to get to this place and, you know, it's, it's paying off. So we just got to keep working and keep going. So, Katie, ABC, uh, great result to get a point tonight in Brisbane. What was the atmosphere like out there? Oh, it was incredible. Um, I think, yeah, our fans have been absolutely um, insane each and every game um, from Sydney to Perth and right back to Brisbane. Um, Brisbane actually feels like home at this point um, with the amount of Irish that were on the streets today. Um, and yeah, for them to, to cheer us on from, from start to finish was absolutely incredible. And um, yeah, they just, they, they just make you smile. Honestly, it's uh, such a special feeling having them. And do you feel like this is just the building blocks for the future of Ireland, Ireland football at, at a World Cup stage? Yeah, I do, I do think so. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of growth in these last few games. It's shown us the level um, to, to play at a World Cup. Um, but you're playing against the best, best teams in the world um, and it's given us a lot of hunger to now go forward and, and work even harder and, and make sure this is um, a consistent thing, qualifying for tournaments. And, um, for me, that's really exciting because I do feel like there's a lot of growth and a lot of potential in this team to, to kind of keep going and um, yeah, and, and obviously see where that takes us. The ticket. The ticket.
The other couple of matches that we've seen played, Zambia 3 over Costa Rica 1, that was in Waikato, and in Wellington, Japan 4 with a big win over Spain 0. Uh, not that Spain had to do much because both of these nations had already qualified effectively. David Mark was at that game. Let's have a listen to the people he caught up with. I want to know how you're feeling right now. Uh, I'm very happy because uh, we have one more ticket for the next match. So today Japan win and Japan get uh, fast. So we can see one more game in. Japan played so well. Did you think they were going to win 4-0? Yes, we believe it. You're very confident? Uh, yeah. I'm very, very exciting and also very, very happy because of uh, Japan win. Did you think Japan could win 4-0 against Spain? They're a very good team. Yeah, I, I, Spain is very strong. I know, we know. So, but uh, I, luckily we uh, win for Spain, to Spain. And my name is Andrew Hernandez, uh, June Endo's boyfriend and JFA supporter. Are you living in Japan? Uh, no, we live in Los Angeles. Yeah. What an amazing result. Oh yeah, top of the table, three for three, most goals, I think most goals in the whole tournament. So we'll see what happens. Now it's elimination round. Uh, it's time to go big time. It's, it's most important time now is one game at a time. Spain are an incredibly good team, the number six ranked team in the world, but Japan just totally dismantled them. How did they do it? Uh, Japan came into the tournament as underdogs, 100%. And I think that's gave them extra motivation because nobody thought they were going to go three for three. Can you ask the parents how they're feeling right now? Very good. Go Nippon. Very, 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 very exciting. Very beautiful. Very bravo. Bravo. Japan is number one. Number one. Okay? June. Okay. <laughs> the ticket. Kate, the games later today, we've got Vietnam facing the Netherlands in Dunedin, Portugal versus the USA in Eden Park, Denmark take on Haiti in Perth, and in Hindmarsh, Adelaide, we've got China v England. That's an interesting one for us. It's a very big game because at this stage, uh, prior to any of those games happening, Australia could still face any of Denmark, England or China. So uh, we'll be watching those very closely. But I do expect, uh, obviously, Denmark to get the win over Haiti, uh, which likely means Australia will play Denmark, but also England to get the win over China. But I wouldn't rule out the Chinese either. So let's see what happens in Adelaide. All right. It's all ahead of us. Good to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us, Kate. Anytime. And we'll see you tomorrow.